Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. What is the greatest version of you? Do you have a feeling for what that is? Are you more than curious? My guest today, joining us from the UK, has been studying and teaching people how to come to this in ways that may surprise you. Stay tuned. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. Can't seem to get from your grand vision to implementation? Without knowing your unique style, you could be doing the opposite of what you need to fast track your vision from idea to manifestation. Discover your creative advantage by taking the creative innovator quiz. My guest today is Kane Stromberg. He is a world renowned soul coach and inner completion master. He is the founder and director of greatestversion.club and one of the original chairs at Co-Create Global Charity. He is the face of the Cosmic Surfer YouTube channel and the voice behind the Mainstream Meditation channel. And you'll get to hear, he's got a great voice. (laughs) He is a poet, author, and podcast host who is continually working towards creating a brighter future for us all. Welcome, Kane. I am really pleased that you are here today. You've told me that it's really snowy and magical where you are in the UK, and it's freezing cold here where I am. <laughs> that is, Laurie. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. It is an absolute honor and privilege to be your guest today and to to deliver what it is that we will be discussing to everybody listening. So hello to everyone listening. And my heart goes out to you all in this time of potential separation from one another. Mm-hmm. And as you were just saying, with the with the magic that the snow had brought, it was beautiful to see families and children out playing again, as opposed to being isolated indoors in this time of ever ever changing perceptions of reality. Let's say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. I understand what you're saying. So I, I want to kind of jump into a few things, um, but one at a time. <laughs> of course. Um, you say you are an inner completion master, and, and I, I'd love to hear what you say about what that means. What do you mean by inner completion? So I'm sure everybody listening has heard the term enlightenment before, to become enlightened. And the the term basically means that you live in a state of acceptance of all that is, was, or ever shall be within the light. To be enlightened is to be fully acceptant of everything whilst remaining in a state of being the light yourself. To become complete, to become enlightened, first we must venture into the darkness to discover the parts of ourselves lost and fragmented there and integrate them back into the whole. So on a conscious level, on a, on a neurological level, the subconscious mind will always go ahead and try to prevent trauma from being experienced. So in the past, if there's a traumatic event that was experienced, the subconscious mind will protect you from it by taking that event, hiding it in a box, 
and pushing it away into the darkness, out of sight, out of mind. This makes logical sense. But what the subconscious mind does not realize is that it's also taken part of yourself and hidden it away. That is the feeling of incompletion that we all have. And these events happen throughout our younger years, most likely up to about the age of seven. Whatever's traumatic is hidden from us. And then we go about trying to find that part of ourself outside ourselves, whether it be in another person, in achieving certain goals, material objects, or a placement in a, a powerful position in society, let's say, which is what a lot of men are driven towards. Men of old, as there are a lot of men awakening now, and it is a beautiful time to be able to to see the shift in consciousness that is taking place around us. So it's that venturing into the darkness with the self. Anytime there is a feeling of separation or something which triggers us, something which we feel limited or hindered by, it's questioning why. It's questioning why it is that I feel less than that person and then discovering the the root cause of it, going back, journeying back in timeline therapy to discover the root cause of these separational perspectives of yourself and integrating them back in. So it's always adding in the work I do, I add. We always add. The universe is always expanding. We, know, we don't take away. Energy cannot mm -hmm. be destroyed, only recycled, re-cleansed, redistributed. And it is the most powerful work that I have experienced myself, and that is why I have followed this journey in bringing this liberation to the to the people that I work with. I'm really interested, Kane, to hear you say a little more about what you're seeing with men. I mean, we hear, uh, I, I have a lot of women on the show, um, mm -hmm. both, but it, to hear you speak to the way in which you see or experience men waking up to that greater picture, to um, the fact that perhaps they have been pushing to get somewhere and that there's another way of being that is possible. Mm. Interestingly enough, we've just created a, uh, a round table, a men's only group, a, a brothers in arms, let's say, but instead of being brothers in arms that are picking up weapons, we're brothers that link in arms of love to, to provide a structure and support for one another to know that it's okay to be a man who appears weak. It's okay to be a man who's not always strong. It's okay to be a man. In fact, it's crucial to be a man who shares, who gets things wrong, who expresses themselves freely, knowing that it's not wrong. Mm -hmm. If we keep it inside, then just as though it was poison, if we are feeling angered or frustrated or victimized or that we have not achieved what society had labeled us that we needed to go forth and do in life, most likely a image that you have of your father's desires for you that you're going about trying to create, mm -hmm. trying to, to be good enough to, to receive his approval, to receive his affection, his love. And this is what I did myself in the past. And it took me on a journey into complete darkness. Mm -hmm. I became 18 stone of muscle and anger and rage. And I walked around like this, mm -hmm. literally like in a state of, of fight, uh, fight or flight mode. I was constantly in fight. I was just ready to fight all the time. And then I was surprised at the time before I learned the secrets to reality, why it was that all I saw was things to make me angry and people that were looking for trouble. <laughs> Like After, attracts like. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
And it's, it's the journey I've been on and the realization that holding all that, that negative energy with inside us, all it does is become hostile and putrid likened to water. If water is prevented from flowing, it can't sustain life. It becomes hostile. It becomes putrid and all the life forms within it are negatively affected by it. If you flow forth energy, if you release it through acceptance, it's likened to being able to flow that river freely. If somebody comes along and throws a piece of rubbish into the river, the river doesn't stop flowing and say, that's not fair, poor me, why would you throw rubbish into me? It just says, okay, that person's obviously mindless of their actions. It flows the, the rubbish downstream where it's broken down and over time redistributed and returned back to, to source energy. Only when we take it personally and egoically do we then hold on to it and prevent it from flowing. And I was almost going to use the word unfortunately, but it's all perfect because it is all as it is. The way society was governed in the past was through, through oppression, through power, through fear. There's always two ways. There's always two sides to any coin. And men of old learned that through a fear of outside or external threats, they could then better govern and control the people that they were responsible for in their, in their communities. This is escalated to the size of society today. And it is still the way that it is delivered. It's a fear-based agenda, which keeps people more malleable, more easy to control. So for myself, it was facing all my fears, realizing that, well, I'm limitless in potential. The universe is eternal and abundant in all ways. And I'm an aspect of that universe. I, I believe myself that I'm the universe embodied, experiencing itself. So therefore, there is nothing that can be wrong because between being born and being dying, it's all a gift. And the worst thing that could ever happen is that we die. If you follow a path, what's the worst thing that could happen if I lost my job? What's the worst thing that could happen if whatever it was, let's just use losing my job. Well, I couldn't pay my bills. I might end up out on the street. I wouldn't be able to provide for my family. I'd feel a failure. I might, and then eventually you get to the point where I might die. So up until that point, it's all a gift. It's all a bonus. So let's make the most of it up to that point. And it is a knowledge that sharing is caring. It's caring for yourself and a very simple trick that I have been gifted recently because all, everything I do is through channeling. Mm -hmm. The ego, which within the, within the collective of humanity, the feminine has been awakened to her divinity for throughout time. She's been repressed for it continuously throughout time by the masculine. And we're at a point in society now where men are starting to realize this and starting to do the inner work themselves and to wake up themselves. So it's knowing that we're never alone, knowing that we're supported and knowing that it's okay to, to feel as though we've failed at times, because in truth, failure is what we're here to do. And it's breaking it all down. So the word failure broken down means falling about in learnings until realizing everything. So we're continuously failing because we're never going to know it all. So life's one big failure. So let's crack on and fail as much as possible mm -hmm. and do it together. Yeah. Because the more 
more we come together, the more we can share the information that we have and realize that our view, our experiences, our reality is just like somebody else's. We're just viewing it through our unique lenses. But everybody goes through things. Everybody has tough times in life. Everybody has things that they would rather not have experienced. But it's using those experiences to catapult us forward individually as well as collectively. So it's, it's, it's like um, being willing to tell the truth to ourselves and not the, the old truth of the, as you say, the egoic truth that says, mm-hmm. oh, there's something wrong with you but more one that that allows you to be um, curious about, huh, isn't that interesting that that happened that way? How else could I look at this? How else could I be with this? And that it really is the universe offering this opportunity to me to learn something, to discover something new about myself and about the way the world works, the way the energy works. Yes, being the observer. 100%. That is one of the most powerful things that I have been able to embody uh, moment to moment to watch not only other people, but myself and the way that my my conscious mind reacts to things Mm -hmm. and to go, oh, that's interesting. Let's backtrack that path to see where it originated from Mm -hmm. so I can understand it. And then reverse engineer forward to something. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. It is. It's... It's, honestly, anybody listening to this, the difference in me from five years ago, I, work, I, I hated life. I literally hated life and everything in it because I had taken myself so far away from who I was, who I really am. Mm-hmm. I'm, in the, I'm an embodiment of love. I am love, as we all are. And any time we try and hinder or hide that truth, preventing it being shone onto anybody else for whatever reason, it's all just due to the ego and its desire to keep you safe. What the ego doesn't understand, it will condemn to keep itself the all-powerful ego. I don't understand that person, their viewpoint, their religious perspective, their nationality, their culture, whatever it is that the ego doesn't understand. Instead of accepting it, doesn't understand it, and then trying to learn, it will just condemn it push that person away for making them feel as though they're insignificant or insuperior for not having known it. And then even go to the point of actually trying to destroy it. If there's something over there hanging up on the wall, if there's a picture hanging up in the wall of your house that reminds you that you're not good enough, you're going to take the picture down and try and destroy it so that it cannot be hung up again, potentially. So it's knowing that this is the way the ego behaves and it's in educating and enriching ourselves again through, through connections. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand something, if something makes you feel threatened, then question as to why it makes you feel threatened and potentially go ahead and learn about the, the event or the situation, the people, the culture, whatever it is, mm-hmm. again, expanding and enriching ourselves through doing so. And my journey has taken me through the darkness and I discovered those parts of myself lost there, brought them back in. And I'm still doing this on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a yearly basis. It will continue. It's a continual process with for, for, for us all, mm-hmm. just depending on how far we want to go down that rabbit hole. Yes. Say. <laughs> so, Kane, you said five years ago, you, you know, you were a completely different being. You were, you were bulked out. You were angry all the time. Mm-hmm. What, 
what was it that allowed you or that um, precipitated you moving in, a, in what sounds like a completely different direction? Life only evolves through necessity, mm-hmm. not through a choice. So for myself, I experienced, I was carrying all of the heavy burdens and weights and, and events of old, as opposed to, to using them or putting them down, let's say. And it got to a point where I collapsed. I went into the, the pits of depression and in the darkness, I laid there and gave up. I gave up. I literally just surrendered myself. And in that surrenderance was a new, a new, a new being was born, mm. a new, a new version of myself emerged, let's say. So the way I was showing it again in meditation was that previously, so life's like wandering around in a foggy maze. We're not really too sure where we're going, what we're doing or who we are, why we're here. And there is a light but we don't know where the light's coming from because the maze is foggy. So the light's evenly dispersed amongst the fog and we're wandering around. Oh, should we go this way? Oh yeah, that looks good. Oh no, that's not made me feel happy. Let's try over here. No, that's not completed me. And I was walking around in this maze and it wasn't until I went into complete darkness, laid down and gave up and literally surrendered myself to what could be likened to a higher power, a higher being, mm-hmm. a higher consciousness. And I just said that, hmm, whatever I'm, I'm either checking out now because I, I can't do this anymore. This world is crazy. There's so much madness and so much that's taking place on this planet that is so unnecessary. I can't be part of it. I cannot be part of it. And really what I was saying is I can't be part of the problem, part of the fueling of it, part of Mm -hmm. the person who's angry and projecting themselves in that angry way. Mm -hmm. So I then went on this journey to, after surrendering and being told or shown, I don't really know which one I would, I would say being gifted, being gifted the opportunity after surrendering myself in complete darkness, I then saw a light. And I saw the direction the light was coming from because it was dark. I could see, oh, look over there, there's a light. So I journeyed towards the light Mm -hmm. and I found a door and the door was locked and I could see the light from under the crack of the door. And I thought I could stay here, but I know that there's a key to open the door. Mm -hmm. So I went back on a journey back into the maze, back to the center of myself. And it was the acceptance of myself, everything that I have ever done, everything that I was doing then and everything that I could potentially do in the future through full acceptance of it all, I was then able to love myself and it's love that was the key that then unlocked that door. And it's love that set me free. It set me free from myself and it's the love of myself that then brought that change and that shift in my, my awareness, my perspective. I took off my old masks of illusion, my masks of egoic perception, cast off all the weights that I'd carried with me for all that time. And then I realized that I was this elevated, limitless being of just, (laughs) honestly, there's the words do not, I could, there aren't words to describe the change that I have created in myself and that I bring to my clients. And that's why I do what I do, because I know that if somebody is in a place where they are at death's door, that it doesn't take a lot to change that direction, to change their perception, to change their entire life. 
that we have to we have to want it more than where we are at present. Mm-hmm. Again, life only mm-hmm. evolves through necessity. It was nece- it was required for me to change because otherwise I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So that's why I changed, and, and I changed through the surrendrance of the old yeah. me and acceptance of the new. And it was without even knowing what the new you would be. You had to surrender mm. to even find that. It's not like you can surrender, say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that that me over there is so much better. So therefore, I will surrender this mm. this me over here because no. you've got to be willing to surrender. And I'm hearing that in your story. You've got to be willing to surrender without knowing anything, yeah. without knowing anything of what comes next. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I wish people could have seen your face right now. Um, I, I keep thinking about making this as a, a, doing this as a video too, or as a YouTube channel, but so far I haven't, but I wanted, I wish that people could have seen your face as you started speaking to that because everything in you just lit up. And so, so beautiful for me to witness you, Thank you speaking to that. Thank you. Yeah. It's, Honestly, there aren't words. Um, I know that when there aren't words, it's because the frequency of it is too it's too outside of our ability to put into words. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I'm 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 blessed. I am truly, truly blessed. So so very grateful to be to be alive at all, to be who I am, to be able to experience any of this now. And yeah. honestly, to say that is phenomenal Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes i feel it and you say you work in service to others so i have a feeling from what you're saying about why you do that but what does that mean to you now so the way that i again giving myself up to source to to prime creator to God, if it is to be labeled in any particular way, but I choose to try to not label things. So as not to limit them to those labels. Mm -hmm. I'll use the word source because it's what there's a source to everything. There's a, there's an originating aspect Mm -hmm. to it. We're all one and the same. So serving another person in truth is just serving the self. And I've looked at this and I've looked into lots of different religions of old and teachings and various concepts of enlightenment and things. And the quickest way to enlightenment in Buddhism, let's use it as an example, is the service to others, is compassion for other people. Mm. But in order to be compassionate to others, first we need to be compassionate to ourselves. Otherwise it doesn't work. When I flow through the information that I channel and deliver to other people working in service to them, I receive that information myself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't receive it if I wasn't coming from a place of service. I wouldn't be given that information because in truth, it's not really relevant to me. Mm-hmm. It's relevant to the individual that I'm working with. It's very specific to each person. So there will never be any sessions which are the same. There'll never be any information which is the same because it's unique to that person mm-hmm. vibrationally. As I, as you know, I'm very, very aware of your connection to source and it's clear to see and to to feel that with your presence. So when we're flowing that through us, it's likened to a, to a tap. When we turn the tap on, 
the water comes through and it is delivered to to whoever it is that we're providing that water to. Mm-hmm. But we also gain the water ourselves. We gain the information or the frequency of, of data housed in that information as it flows through us. And the way that I have taken upon this role is to liken myself to the sun almost. So the sun shines always. It's always shining. Sometimes we can't see the sun, just as though sometimes we can't see the light in another person. But everybody has that God aspect to them. Everybody has Mm -hmm. that love within them. Mm -hmm. Different people just have various layers of separation and illusion. So the sun's always there. It's always shining and it shines equally and unconditionally. It doesn't choose who to shine on. It doesn't say, well, I'm going to shine on this person more than this person because I like this person more than this person. So by shining that love through us equally and unconditionally to everybody, we're being true to who we are because we are the sun. We are that love. We're love embodied. If we stop that flow, then that only hinders and chokes us because we're no longer experiencing that flow as it passes through us. It doesn't mean you have to egoically like or agree with somebody, but if you can always look for the love in them, knowing that they desire that same love that you do yourself, that whatever they're doing, they're doing because they're trying to protect themselves. Again, the mind has these various programs installed in it, and it will go about running them to try to keep the body safe and secure, and maybe try to gain some form of happiness and maybe, hopefully, one day love. The love starts inside. We are self-contained with the universe embodied within our avatar selves. Everything that we experience outside of us is a reflection of what is within. So being in a place of service to others, the whole world, the whole universe serves me. Mm. It's it's a give-give. Everybody wins. Everybody uplifts each other. Everybody evolves and expands in their their experience of life. It makes the game of life a beautiful experience for everybody involved. So it sounds like you're saying we could... we could look for how we could be of service. All each of us could look for mm-hmm. how we could be of service, period. Yes. And, and do that because it's, it, it's not a matter of giving something up. A lot of people consider that there's something you're giving up when you're in service to something else. And it's not even for me, it's not even in service to others as much as it is in service to, to source. Yes. And, you know, I know that, when frequencies come through me that I get to receive them as well. Mm-hmm. I don't have to get my head into that. It's just, I know I'm aware of like, wow, this is, this is for them and I get to receive too. And isn't yes. that what it's all about? That, that feeling of abundance. It is. The, uh, yesterday I went for a walk. We went for a walk, um, down by the river and through the woods near where I live. And there was a young family walking past. Marley, if you're listening, if you happen to be listening, hello, my brother. <laughs> I spoke to him. I, I saw, I looked at him and I knew that he needed, we needed to speak. And I delivered, I said hello to him in such a way that it made him believe that he, we knew each other. And he actually asked me three times in the end, when did I see you last? Where was it I saw you last? How do I know you? And I said, we just needed to stop and have a conversation because there's something that one of us needs to say to the other person. And it was to do with sharing. 
and I stopped and I spoke to him and I we spoke about reality a little bit and being the player in your game of life and that in a game you're the main character you're operating the main character and you can be whatever character you want so you can either be the character that's self-actualized and is experiencing the game that you want to experience or you can play a secondary character in somebody else's game but either way it's your game so it's up to you which character you be if you believe you can or you believe you can't either way you're right it's very very powerful truth mm-hmm. we spoke for a while we we shook hands and you know i wished him all the best and we went on our, our separate way and i said when we were driving back i said the, the change that would have made in his his journey his walk it enriched his experience stopping and having a conversation with a stranger who uplifted him told him how powerful he is and all the potential mm-hmm. that houses within him can be actualized if he only believes it. So mm-hmm. the rest of his walk would have been more uplifted. He will now, when he goes for another walk, he'll be looking. Cause I said to him, you need to stop and have conversations with people to be able to gain information from them. Otherwise we're only ever limiting ourselves. Mm-hmm. So next time he goes for a walk, he'll be looking for people to stop and talk to. So if there's a slight glimmer of somebody that is then open to receive a conversation, there's a new conversation and a new connection made. So if we can do that everywhere we go, stop and talk to one person. How are you? How's your day been? What is it that I could, I could help you with? Is there anything that you need assistance with? That one little conversation will change that person's day. They go forward and change somebody else's day, somebody else's day until there's a ripple effect, a domino effect around the entire globe one where we're supporting and uplifting each other, mm-hmm. knowing that we are all the same, that we all deserve the same things, to be happy, to feel accepted, to feel understood, to feel safe, and again, to feel loved, because that's, that's what it is. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful story. So, so, Kane, how do you teach people how to love themselves unconditionally? I mean, in a way, you've just shared something of that, but I feel like yeah. there's more you would like to say about that it's providing a safe space to know that everything that they've experienced is okay to start with it's okay it's not shameful it's not something they need to carry with them or feel guilty about or x y or z it's teaching them that within the mathematical equation let's say let's use an analytical mind for a moment because (laughs) Emotions can get sometimes a little bit sticky. So having an analytical perspective allows us to sail through those waters more efficiently (laughs) sometimes. So there's X, Y, and Z that have happened in your past, whoever's listening now. There's an event that has taken place in the past which has left you feeling drained or limited or victimized in some way, shape, or form. If you go back to that event now, and have a look at it with all the information that you now have at your disposal through your lenses of perception now, as opposed to the ones that you experienced that in the past, you will be able to gain a bigger picture, a wider perspective of it. And you'll be able to then see that actually it's that event just as likened to in a Disney film, let's say quite often the character experiences something that is negative. It's that negative experience which actually changes their path, changes their direction towards their happy ever after. Again, me, if I hadn't gone into depression, I wouldn't be sat here talking to you now. Mm -hmm. At the time, I didn't want to be in a state of depression. It was absolutely awful. It was the worst experience of my life. 
So it's a bigger picture of things. And it all starts from a, a caring and a desire to, to support and protect the inner child. So a lot of what I do is inner child work. So it's knowing that there's part of us, which is an inner child, which is a child still. So when somebody behaves in a certain way again, most likely they've reverted back to that child self that is acting out of upset. So if somebody throws a temper tantrum in whatever way they do as an adult, it's exactly the same as the way that they did it as a child. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it's all energetic work. Again, we cut cords from connections and relationships to people that no longer serve. We do energy rebirths and reclaim. So you take back all your energy and you give back everything that's not yours. Mm -hmm. Quite often, sometimes more often than not, to be honest, a lot of people will run programs or have beliefs that aren't even theirs. So their parent gives them some information. They take it and they say, okay, that's what I believe too. But then we can give that back because it's not yes. really what you believe. It's just what you were given as belief. And that's again, how we break free from, from societal and generational curses almost the, the generational curse that's placed upon us it's just information again which is passed down yeah and, and i know you don't mean curse as in like i'm a victim of a curse but it's just simply that you swallowed something without tasting it that's what we used to say in the mm. old days is you know you that you you were fed something like we are from our parents a belief yes. system a way of looking from our teachers and it may not have if we had stopped it to actually savor and see mm. well is this true how does this feel we might yes. have said oh no this does not agree with me at all but mm. if we just swallow it whole until we go back in to see and really uh, be with that we're operating from something that that isn't that isn't right for our system it's, it's actually one of the things that prompted me to create the, the creative advantage quiz, the creative innovators quiz, rather, is, is that so often we're trying to create from someone else's style, from yes. someone, from a style that was told to us that said, this is the way you're supposed to do things. Mm -hmm. It could have been a, you know, a teacher that you looked up to. And if it doesn't fit you, if it's not part of your own makeup, then you're kind of banging your head against the wall, judging the, the parts of you that want to go in a certain direction mm -hmm. as, as not being um, right, as not being good enough. Mm -hmm. When really, if you could allow for that, you would find everything start to flow and manifest mm -hmm. and, and those kind of quantum leaps that you've been talking to happen. The, yes. the person behind the line in you, um, well, we don't experience that right now, but we, we will again, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, or, or walking in the woods and meeting someone and saying, ah, having a conversation. That, that person that you had a conversation with earlier may have brought something to you that, that could open doors that we don't even know about yet. Yeah, 100%. And if we limit our ability to ever have that connection or that exchange with another person, then we limit not only ourselves, but we limit society, we limit our, our children mm -hmm. and our children's children and future generations to come. And it is so, so important to share information that is actualized. Knowledge, knowledge is true power. Knowledge is information actualized. So it's very well reading a book and gaining information. It's very well 
asking Google and receiving the information mm-hmm. or watching the news and receiving the information, but it's not actualized mm-hmm. until you've experienced mm-hmm. it firsthand. You can't really know how it feels, how it is vibrationally in alignment with yourself or not. And, and you then can't when use we, it. You can't, you, you know, it's just information. Yeah. Yeah. And each one of us has a unique self a unique vibration let's say a heart's or a soul's calling and purpose i'm passionate about the the empowerment of humanity and the the enrichment and evolution of of humanity as a whole somebody who is very passionate about cars let's say is going to have far more actualized knowledge of cars than i do mm-hmm. if there's something that i would like to know about cars and i have a friend who knows about cars and i ask him then i'll receive that knowledge if i don't because i'm fearful of coming into contact with another person for whatever reason because my ego has decided that all the information that is at my disposal has made an image of the world being one of of fear and potential danger so i stay inside i put my bubble of protection around me and i isolate mm-hmm. myself from the world world well therefore i'm going to be isolated i'm never going to have any more enriching or or developing conversations or interactions and for me it's all about unity everything is unified we are all one and the same and instead of separating and fragmenting ourselves into infinite different bits mm-hmm. we, we we come back into unity we come back into harmony with our set within the self and then within society as a whole yeah and the two are connected and that the two are are inseparable really when we come yes. back to ourselves, we come back into connection with everyone else yeah, yeah. It, you, you can't do one without the other <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um, you're, you teach a lot of classes. Uh, it's one of the things that I've, I've noticed about you. If a, a lot of the way that you offer things is through classes or master classes. And, mm-hmm. and um, one of your most recent master classes was about energy mastery. Um, what do you mean by the phrase master energy and you master life? So this is the most powerful realization of my own recently. Mm-hmm. So everything being energy vibrating at different frequencies, ourselves included, everything that exists is energy vibrating at a certain frequency. If you align yourself vibrationally to whatever you wish to experience in the universe around you, within your life, you will attract it to you. The most simplistic way that I was shown it, because in my, my, I'm expanding in myself, but the way I used to see the world was quite simple. I wasn't very well educated as a child. I didn't, I didn't fit into school structures very well, let's say. <laughs> so the way I was shown it was a TV. So there's a television and I was watching, it was just a blank screen. And I was like, okay, what does this mean then? And then Whatever you tune the telly into, it will pick up and broadcast. Mm -hmm. If you tune it into love, it will show you love. If you tune it into hate, it will show you hate. You hold the remote control and you can change the frequency of the channel whenever you desire. All the the channels are buzzing around the airwaves Mm -hmm. all the time. And it's dependent on what you tune it into to what it will receive and broadcast. As above, so below. As within, so without. Explained. In a most simplistic manner, there's only one screen. There's one screen of information and you hold the remote control. You view from the inside outwards the external world. 
believing that the world you see is completely separate to you and that you are potentially a victim of what is taking place around you. In truth, you hold the remote control and what you vibrate at is what you will see. The external world views it as you. They view the screen from outside, viewing you as the screen. Again, what you vibrate at, you project and you attract you will attract like-minded people. You will, you will attract people on the, the opposite side of the spectrum so that you can see that which is necessary to be seen, to, to bring to the surface pollutants which are at the depths of the ocean of existence, let's say. So at the surface, we can see them, scoop them out, and we cleanse the body of water that we are. Mm-hmm. Master energy and you master life simply because we are energy. Jesus Christ knew this truth. He knew that by mastering the energy that was within himself, by emitting and vibrating at love, everything that he experienced was love. And through the acceptance and surrenderance of another person's behaviours, let's say, or actions, through the full acceptance of them and still being able to be love, he was born again. He rose again. Mm -hmm. He proved that we are not limited to even this vessel, but the life that we embody, that we experience is a gift and that we're here to be able to experience it and vibrating in harmony with the truth, with the foundation vibra- foundational vibration of the universe, which is love, that everything we experience is in harmony with that love. Yeah. We've tuned in. Yes. Yeah. Tuned in for sure. And that's, Yeah. Tuning in to tune out as just this, yeah, and that's what it's all about. Cain, mm. how can people reach you to find out more about your classes and, and all that you offer? What's the best way? So I spend a fair amount of time on socials. My social handle is Cosmic Surfer. Cosmic with a K. (laughs) Again, it was gifted to me by source and I had a a C, the normal spelling of Cosmic, obviously Cosmic Surfer. Uh And somebody reached out to me because my name's Kane Stromberg. So my initials are KS and they said, you've got a brand here. Why are you not KS? Kane mm-hmm. Stromberg, the Cosmic Surfer. And that's my logo is, is a KS anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I cha- changed it to, to K, Cosmic Surfer. Surf now and forever, surfing the waves of existence together. United we stand and together we rise. We stood united as one people on this one planet governed by one love. And when we stand together and we elevate and rise one another, we rise together. It's all about that continued raising of the self and raising of the collective. So any social as well as YouTube is um, Cosmic Surfer. And then LinkedIn um, is Kane Stromberg. And if you if you go on and search either Kane Stromberg or Cosmic Surfer and have a look for the link tree, then it has every single possible um connection or or um deliverance of information that we are creating because there is an awful lot taking place at the moment we're in the middle of creating a portal so it's a a safe space for all awakening and ascension minded souls so a place to all come together to feel safe to to share and Mm -hmm. to connect and to to have a space that they know isn't going to be watched and hindered let's say um because there is a lot taking place at the moment where 
certain people's views are being kept out of the public eye, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a place for people to come together. And your website? And the website is greatestversion.club. So greatestversion.club. It's becoming your greatest version. And that in truth, to, be, to live your greatest life, to be your greatest version, is to live in alignment with your true self. Mm-hmm. So if you're born the way I was showing it is color. I was born purple. I was trying to be red and I ended up this muddy color. If you're born to be a singer, then go sing. If you're born to be an artist, then go and do art. If you're born to care for people, go and care for people. If you're born to care and to love like I I was, and I was tried to be channeled into another way, then I'm, I ended up like this deformed, confused version of myself energetically. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until I broke free from that that I became myself. So please, everybody listening, if you have a passion or you feel that your heart or your soul has a purpose, even if you can only do it for an hour a day at the moment as a hobby, please do it for an hour a day and then grow it and grow it and grow it. Plant those seeds and grow it so together we can create a world where everybody is harmoniously living their own version of reality in alignment with who they are. (sighs) That is a beautiful message, Kane, and one that I hope everyone will will really take to heart who is listening. Likewise. Thank you, Larry. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, it's just it's been a real joy and pleasure for me. It's been an absolute privilege, truly. Thank you. Mm. And I very much look forward to having you on my show as well, mm. which is going to be, I'm sure, even more expansive <laughs> and even more beautiful. And that one will be um, videoed as well. I record it all and I upload right. it to YouTube. So, Well, thank you, Kane Stromberg, for, for sharing your wisdom, sharing, sharing your love and your light. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah. Always. And thank you to our listeners for being with us at Wisdom Talk Radio. My invitation, as always, is to join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. Remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts. And if you've enjoyed listening today and you've received something special, please leave us a review because that helps more people to find the wisdom to, like all of us are doing, to transform the world. And for more about fast-tracking your ideas to creation and to revenue, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacainstitute.com. And that's B as in boy, B-A-C-A. Take the quiz and find out your creative innovator style so that you can turn your ideas into reality without missing another moment. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.